Hello and welcome. This is Colleen O'Grady, the host of the Power Your Parenting Moms with Teens podcast. This is a gathering place for moms to be encouraged, nurtured, and inspired. Also, you'll learn the latest in teen research and trends and get practical parenting tips. You really can improve your relationship with your teen and enjoy the teenage years. Welcome back, everyone, to the 111th episode of Power Your Parenting Moms of Teens podcast. I'm Colleen O'Grady, the host of the show. One of the things that's top of mind for moms is what their teens are going to be when they grow up. What are their interests? What should they major in? What career are they going to pursue? Teens are under more pressure than ever before to know their life plan when they have limited life experience. This pressure isn't helpful. Today, we're going to talk about how to help your teens turn this pressuring into careering, exploring what they enjoy and what they don't, and what moms can do to facilitate this process. I have invited Tamara S. Raymond as a guest today. Tamara is a certified leadership coach and career strategist dedicated to helping professionals reach their maximum potential and young people get on the right career path so they can make a difference. Careering, the pocket guide to exploring your future's career is Tamara's first book. Tamara believes that adolescence and young adulthood are the best time to explore, experience, and eliminate possible career paths. Careering will help you do all three and get your teen on the path that is right for them. So welcome, Tamara. Thank you for having me. I am so glad. We're going to have a great conversation. And I just want to say your careering, the pocket guide to exploring your future career. It's wonderful. I mean, I can't believe how much you packed in this little pocketbook. So um, I think it's very teen friendly. That's not going to freak them out when they look at this little book. So I really like it. Thank you so much for saying that. That was the intent. <laughs> Actually, it, I think it took me a little longer, you know, to get it written and published because of that. Yeah. You know, the intent was to have it not be overwhelming, but relatable. Well, I think you did a, a good job. And I was thinking of a lot of my clients and a lot of the different parts in this book, would it be helpful for some of my clients just from like, like, oh my gosh, I'm having this interview. What do I do? But let me start first with writing a book is an act of love. And so what made you decide I want to write a book on careering? It was most definitely an act of love for me. Purely my commitment to making a difference and to being a contribution because people may not realize this because I do have a book and I do have blogs, but I hate writing (laughs) (laughs) writing I'm not a fan okay and I've seen things on both ends of the spectrum right so I've been a director of human resources in other positions so a human resources executive I've been a recruiter you know I've had my quarter life crisis I call it you know where I had my attack of the shoulds (laughs) Mm -hmm. what Mm -hmm. should I be doing where should I be And, you know, that is after the initial journey of, you know, being in high school and thinking, okay, well, what is it I want to do? Being very fascinated by human behavior, thinking, okay, I want to major in psychology. 
And that got some very interesting reactions <laughs> from my parents, from my family members. And um, not a lot of people majored in that. You know, I was one of those people who got the, why don't you do medicine? Why don't you do engineering? Or, you know, being a nurse is definitely a great profession, but it isn't for me. And so having to have those conversations <laughs> almost on a daily basis, you know, really lent itself to me being very confused at times, very frustrated. And I thought to myself, hmm, if I could create something that would make a difference for people who are in my position, young girls, you know, young boys, whoever the case may be, um, you know, and something that can give insight to the moms who read it, you know, what we go through, um, what young people are struggling with these days, then I am all for it. Because on the one end, I have the, you know, what am I going to do? Then a little further along, still, still being confused of, you know, my attack of the shoulds. And then in my professional career, as I grew and developed, and then I started working with managing people and then eventually being a coach and, um, you know, hearing other people who you may consider exceedingly successful, CEOs, presidents, you know, saying, oh, I wish I had known if only someone had told me, you know, instead of having a particular persistent complaint, why not do something about it? So that's how careering came to be from someone who would never have in a million years thought to be an author. <laughs> that's great. So what can moms do if they have a junior in high school who has no idea what they want to be when they grow up? The most important thing is to let their kid know it's okay. Hmm. You know, because really the challenge right now that I see with um, most young people that I work with is this idea that, oh, I should know. You know, there are all these other kids that have it together or they know what they're going to do. You know, their parents say they need to be a doctor or what have you, or they found their calling at this amazingly young age. And here's this junior thinking, I have no clue. Where do I even start? So to me, the most important thing that a mom could do is just to let her daughter know um, it's okay. It is perfectly okay where you are. Yes. And, you know, then you can go, move forward providing support, you know, to help on this journey. And the next statement in that is to get that, oh, this is a journey. Mm -hmm. You know, it's about exploring. Yes. Because interestingly enough, I've come across students who think, oh, you know, I want to be a writer, interestingly enough. And that's great. So then I say, okay, wonderful. Well, then let's write something. And then it's like, okay, this is not what I thought it was. <laughs> yes, yes. Right? So it really is about exploring and looking at, you know, as you explore, what did you learn? What did you like about it? What didn't you like about it? You know, asking questions because you know your kid the best. You know, like what do people 
what are they the go-to person for? Is it setting up the social media accounts? Is it, you know, helping a friend with a particular task or creating these big imaginative creative projects or being so um, organized or systematic in their approach that they're able to take on things way beyond what they themselves and others thought possible. So it's then, you know, looking at, okay, asking questions, seeing, exploring with them, you know, going on the journey with them as a support, you know, allowing them the opportunity to take the lead, you know, and being there for them and giving them guidance. Because I think one of the things that moms forget, and I know my mom forgot this, is that you're such great resources. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. there you have gone through this, you know, we've forget about all the things that happened to us, you know, in our teenage years when this journey came up. And yes, it looked a little different. You know, the world was a little bit different. There wasn't, um, you know, half of these positions that are available now probably didn't exist, um, especially around technology and things like that. I know they didn't exist for me um, and I won't say my age, but, you know, so even though that may be the case, the fundamental principles are the same. The context of looking at what you may be interested in, what is the difference that you wanna see made in the world? What's important to you in this moment? And that can change, you know? So I think um, the most important thing um, that a mom can do is to really be there as a support and um, to be willing to walk with them through the journey and to let them know wherever you are, whether it's that you think you have no clue or you think you know and then realize it's not what you thought it was, you know, we're in this together and we can take it one step at a time. And it's not just, okay, here we are, this is it, you know, and the stars came out and the, you know, it's about uh, taking a look at uh what does it look like to have this experience as an exploration, as a journey? That's one of the reasons why I call the book Career Ing, you know, because no matter, you could be, you know, in the role you think you want, there's still growth. There's still things that you're going to discover that you might not have realized before. Yeah. I like the word exploring because what I see a lot with my teens and even college students is pressuring instead of exploring. And I see so many kids, even ninth graders who just are in a panic, eighth graders in a panic because they don't know what to do and they just feel so much pressure. And I think moms feel pressure too. And so it's easy for the moms to pass down that pressure to the teens and exploring feels like there's no pressure, like you're just exploring. And one thing that I like, and you can maybe talk more about, it's it's not only just exploring what you go, oh my gosh, this is great, but you're also, you said like eliminating things that you're not interested in. Yes. Putting structure, but with fun play to finding out what you're interested in or what's next for you. In that respect, 
you, even if you say, for example, you want your daughter says, oh, I, I want to be a doctor. Well, even with being a doctor, <laughs> are you going to be a general practitioner? Are you going to be a surgeon? What would that even look like? There is this context that's given through the book. Uh, and what I recommend, whether you, you know, use this book or something else, but it's taking a look at as you go through the process, finding out the things that you like, finding out the things that you don't like in a constructive way, and then building on that. Okay, so if I eliminate that, so for example, the person who wanted to be an author or to write, actually, and then discovering that that's not what she wanted to end up doing, then okay, great. How can we take a closer look? So it's like, well, I, I liked English class. I liked it when I wrote my paper. So I thought I wanted to be a writer. Okay, so then it's like, okay, you discover that this isn't what you wanted to do. So it was having her close her eyes and imagine, you know, you're in your, in your English class. What is it about it that you like? What is it that, you know, had you energized and excited and, you know, ready to be this writer? And what she got was she liked presenting. She liked presenting the paper she wrote. Mm. She loved the arguing, oh. you know, so which is a completely, right. you know, different direction than what she thought it was originally. So it really is about looking at, yes, where do you want to go? But also taking a look at eliminating what either may not be of interest or you don't think is your particular skill set. I should never, ever, ever be a mechanic. I appreciate <laughs> them, but I am one of those few people who would need help putting together a bookshelf or, dare I say, screen in a light bulb. I know I have many gifts and I am smart, but there are things <laughs> that are a challenge for me that shows up for me around doing things that are mechanical in nature. So putting together a computer from scratch, could I do it? Possibly, but the fact that I'm not interested plays a factor. It might take somebody who's interested a day, somebody like me, maybe a year, because not only do I want to do it, but I probably get distracted every five minutes by something. Right. Well, else. you're you're bringing up a great point, which part of the exploring is allowing your teen to be really bad at something. That it's not about perfection that they have to ace everything. But if they're, it's not their gift, it's okay because something else is. I think that's a really important thing for teens to know. It's okay to not be good at something. Yes, because everybody has things that they're really good at and things that they either need help with or struggle with or it just takes them longer to do. And that's okay. That's, you know, how we function as a society. Not everybody uh, can be a doctor or a policeman or even a programmer. Right. We need different people in different roles. And I am the first to happily admit, you know, <laughs> I will not be fixing my car myself. <laughs> you know, and I'm proud of it. <laughs> <laughs> right. You know, there's no shame in it. It's just not my gift. Is it worth the, the stress and right. the anxiety and the fear uh, to really push yourself to do something that is not a strength of yours and 
not even not only a strength, but not an interest, because there are some things that we can learn to do if we're really, really interested in it. Yes. So what are some practical ways that teens can explore if they're interested or not interested in something? Like what could they do? How could they find out? There's lots of different areas to explore. And the first thing is to take a look at where do you spend your time? And I'm not talking necessarily about playing video games unless, you know, you're really interested in the mechanics behind said video game, right? There is something a little extra than just being a space to escape uh, that is beneficial about you and your interest in the game, right? It could be that. Uh, It could be sports. It could be that you had a particular club or um, organization, like, you know, an extracurricular that you've always wanted to try, but haven't gotten gotten around to, whether that's, you know, working for the yearbook. And then once you start looking at where you spend your time, make a note of that. Take a look at what it is that has you do that. Are you really interested in it? Do you enjoy it? Um, Is it your place to escape and to energize? Or is it because you, is it something you could see yourself exploring even further and even possibly doing as a profession? And in high school, there's, I know students are really busy (laughs) these days, but there are, you know, extracurriculars, there are clubs, There are things at school that you can start with doing social media as a business, managing managing accounts or something like that. Do your parents have a business? Can you do your own? And then once you can do your own and you've managed your own successfully, you know, maybe approach the people in your life to see if there are other opportunities available. That's one of the things that I find that's the missing for a lot of us is we forget the people that are closest to us. And I've done it a number of times. So it's not something that's particularly bad. It's called being human. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's like when I was writing the book, I completely forgot that an aunt of mine was a chair of the English department at a major university. You know, somebody who would be a great resource to read the book, right? But it just didn't occur to me until I was having a conversation with my mom. So, you know, be open to having conversations once you start your discovery. You know, speak to your mom, speak to the people around you. The Girl Scout mom who's there who's you know helping the team whoever it happens to be just by sharing and having conversations with the people that are close to you that you may not realize are there because you see them every day or you take it for granted you'll start to discover things that you may not see otherwise and explore them continue to explore them and continue the process of weeding out okay what about this worked what about this didn't work what is it you want to learn more about to see if it could be a further interest and just keep going. And if you get to the end of the line on one area and see that it's not for you, it's okay. Try the next thing. And you can explore more than one thing at a time. Yeah, no, that's great. So I think if you're a mom listening to this, you would be paying attention to where your teen is spending a lot of their time, what they seem to be interested in and help connect them to your friends who are in that same profession. You might have 
a friend that is a doctor or uh, an attorney or whatever, like you said. Absolutely. You you do not realize what a great resource you are in many cases. And that's what I found. I didn't realize what a great resource my mom was. And I don't think she did either until we were having conversations and things would come out of her mouth that I would go, wow, that's amazing. Thank you. Reminding me of what my aunt did was one example. But, you know, even while doing the process, it's, oh, you remember when, you know, my mom and I had quite the argument when she told me that I, I completely forgot. Okay. I apparently was a winner in the debate team in high school and I don't know why. You know, it was, you know, it's been a while. Okay. And so, you know, and so she's like, oh, so maybe you would like to try, you know, something that would allow you to, you know, be in front of a group of people. Now that was a great suggestion. I'm an introvert. (laughs) Right, right. So how does that look? And yeah, how can I create that? It's taking a look at not only what you know about your kid, but also taking a look at, yes, my teenager is great. And here's a network of people that I have around me. This is what they do. Take a look at your own experience. When you started out in your first job, things you wish you knew that you can share by sharing that, you know, it wasn't necessarily a straight line for you either. Sharing your own experiences makes the biggest difference. Right. So I was an art major and my father did not think that was a great idea. He thought I should be get like it. Well, I wanted to get an MFA in painting and drawing, not, not only just a BFA. And so he thought I should get an MBA. And he thought I was crazy for doing that. Like, how are you going to make a living from that? Well, I did not make a living from it. But what I did get from it was confidence. I made a 3.97 in my MFA, which serendipitously When I applied to become a marriage and family therapist, they said, this is a very competitive program. And I said, well, I already have a 3.97 and a master's. And they said, well, apply. So so you just never know. So I think a lot of parents kind of can freak out when their kids say, I want to major in English. I want to major in art. I want to major even in psychology. Mm -hmm. Think like there's nothing you can do with it. And that's attention for a parent is letting go of you think he should be a doctor and you think and he thinks he wants to be a gamer and that tension. So I like what you were saying is that as parents, we kind of have to be careful that our fear doesn't get in the way and we can help our kids explore what they liked about it. So what is it that you like about this? Absolutely. You know, it's interesting you should share that. And that's wonderful, by the way, because in my past professional life, you know, as a human resources executive, somebody who recruited a lot of people, I would probably say at least mm, seven to eight times out of 10, the job they were applying for had nothing to do 
with what they majored in in college. Now, of course, there are differences. Say, if I was recruiting, say, for medicine or something like that, then we'd be having a different conversation, right? Um, There are some professions that do require uh, that you have a particular degree. But even in the world of technology, you know, some of the programmers, you know, they didn't have their degree in computer science, but they did have certificates after the fact in a particular area that they expanded on or studied. So it's actually less common to work in the field that you have your degree in these days or that I've come across. And that's another thing, (laughs) you know, that I'm hoping for. I actually have a liberal arts degree. And I did that because I knew once I started working, I would probably stay in a particular field, but it allowed me to explore and to see see things. And I could have conversations that I don't think I would have been able to have, you know, had I just stuck to a particular straight line of study. And it's helped me in everything I do. I'm mechanically and technologically challenged, Mm -hmm. but, you know, acing those programming classes helped, (laughs) you know, when I wanted to build my site or, you know, when I wanted to at least have a conversation about what I wanted on my website. So these things were really, really helpful. My um, English literature classes, for example, like were really helpful with making those arguments and psychology. Yes, I do use it somewhat in my day-to-day work. It's the concept of researching and finding information and, you know, studying that really made the difference as much as, if not more than the major itself. Right. I know in my experience, it was feeling successful that I did something. I accomplished it. I made a 3.97. I wasn't great in academics, but I knew I was a good artist. So that gave me the confidence to try something else. That is lovely, amazing, and something I love hearing (laughs) from others. You know, it's really, it does make a difference to take a look at what, allowing um, your teenager to take a look at what success means for them, you know, and having that conversation. Because I know for a while when I had my, you know, fun quarter life crisis, that was me in the world of shoulds. You know, I should you know, strive to be, um, to stay or go get into a, pos- a VP position and stay there. I shouldn't leave and go get a graduate degree. I got the question, are you crazy a lot? Mm-hmm. Um, when you have the job most people go to school to get, <laughs> you know, was, was the statement or the question. And it makes a big, big difference to really define success for yourself. Because even though that was the case, you know, great job. And everything that you could probably consider a success that goes along with us with, with that type of role was there, but I didn't feel successful. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I didn't feel I was where I was supposed to be or where I wanted to be. So, you know, there's so much conversation around success for a mom with a teen. It's necessarily the grade, whether it's, you know, an A or a B. But did that teenager give it their all? Did your daughter give it her all? Did she try her best? Because, you know, a B in a subject that 
you are not interested in or it's not your natural bent or where you think you have your strengths is a huge accomplishment, <laughs> you know, as opposed to an A in a class that I might find particularly easy. Right. So, um, you know, that's some of it as well as, you know, taking a look at, well, what did you learn from the experience? Yes. You know, yes, it's not absolutely. just about success, failure. It's what did you learn? I like that. Yeah. It's about what you learn. How can teens learn about being an entrepreneur? What can they, what can they do about that? Oh, there are lots and lots of programs out there um, that can help students explore, not only go from say, you know, take their ideas to either a product or a service um, standpoint. A lot of universities nowadays will offer summer programs where you can come in and you can get exposure to your particular area. And um, entrepreneurship is one of those areas um, for those who are interested. And you get paired with people who um, have experience in or, you know, have their own business, that type of thing. So it's really great um, to explore those. And even the SBA has resources for, you know, students, teens particularly, who are interested in starting their own business and looking at, okay, well, what will, will that take? And I know there are so many resources out there. The, the key isn't necessarily to go to the resource first, but maybe to take a look at what are you interested in and then looking for the program that might fit that. I mean, I know you have, I think you had a guest on previously who even talked about, um, you know, an entrepreneurship program that they had. So it's, there's a lot of opportunities there for it, but it's taking a look at, okay, you want to be an entrepreneur. Well, what does that look like? Do you want to, because you could consider, you know, having a one person business, you know, be a sole proprietorship, um, you know, that could be where you want to stay. It could be that you see yourself building a fashion empire, right? Mm -hmm. Well, what does that look like? And having experience in, say, a technology um, entrepreneurship program might look a little different from, say, one that's in fashion. There are things that are critical to both, um, you know, like being resilient, um, you know, being, being willing to learn from your mistakes, you know, having this different definition of success where you're open to trying new things, which as we both know, is very important as an entrepreneur <laughs> if you want to survive anyway. Yes. So, you know, there, there's a lot of, of skills that you can um, develop along the way not necessarily in a, in a structured program. So there's that line, but then there's also going to a program that is designed to help you build your product or take your service to the point of being able to have it be an offering. And there are some programs that focus specifically on um, technology, some that focus specifically on products. So that's one of the reasons why you might want to start, you know, explore, oh, I did this project, you know, I want to build this robot. You know, that program is probably going to be different to, I want to be, um, to design this line of outfits. 
Yeah. So, and the, the place you go for that, like the university, I might go to one for fashion and design as opposed to one for technology. So that's, those are things you'll want to consider as you explore. It's not so much the place because you can find that information all over the place from my website to the SBA to, you know, you name it. It's taking a look at what you are interested in so that you can therefore go and find the program that's a good match for you. That's great. So I know a lot of my high school students have done internships at colleges that have been incredible for them, like for like fashion and things like that, mm-hmm. or internships in dance, or there's a kajillion internships, right? Yes. There are many, many internships out there. And that's one of the things that I really want people to know because, you know, as moms, you may not know that there are internships in areas that, um, you know, you don't work in that area or that's not your area of interest. So you haven't come across it before maybe, but just to know that there are internships in a plethora of arenas. There are organizations that have internships. I think at least I looked at this, it was maybe a year ago or two, but Google had internships for people in high school in a particular area. There's, uh, I know of one or two police stations who had internships for high schoolers who were interested in law enforcement. There were, you know, so there are places that you can go for internships that you would never expect. You know, it's all about being willing and open to exploring. And part of the exploration process is doing your research, being willing to have career related conversations and then to take the action necessary to fulfill on them. So it's, oh, look, Google has an internship. That police station has an internship. Oh, that hospital has an internship. And then actually going through the steps to not only find it, but then apply. And once you're there, network with the people there, have conversations, see what their days are like, you know, even if you can find somebody to have a day in the life of, you know, shadow, job shadow someone, you know, if you want to do that before you have an internship, great. You know, if you have an internship, say your internship is in one area, say in accounting, and the company has a human resources department, you you may be able to have a conversation with uh, someone in human resources to say, hey, can I, you know, have one day where I job shadow you? Make the most of whatever opportunities you do have when you have them as well. That's great. One of the things when I took a career class in my degree that I love this concept that I never heard of before, which is crazy to me now, but was informational interviewing. Yep. Which is basically what you just mentioned, which is meeting with somebody and saying, really tell me what's it like day in, day out. Right? Mm -hmm. Yes, it is. And um, a lot of this, the details of it, I mentioned um, in careering, but there's an etiquette to informational interviewing as well. So there's what it is, which is, you know, reaching out to someone, being willing to have that conversation, asking them questions around what it is they're doing um, in their career, day-to-day, you know, things they wish they had known starting out, whatever that looks like. But at the same time, remember, when you're doing informational interviews, 
be, be courteous to the person that you reached out to, that you asked to give their time. Chances are they may be able to refer you to other people who you can have informational interviews with. So please try not to be, you know, very late. Or if you are, something came up, life happens, communicate. There are things that as someone who's been in the, you know, work world for a while, we might forget to share with our daughters, you know, that are critical to being successful in the exploration process. So in the world of informational interviews, sending a thank you letter. You know, this person took whatever, how much ever time out of their day, you know, 15 minutes, half an hour. Some people I've seen take an hour or even more out of their day to have a conversation with you. You know, a thank you would be great. And it makes a difference. Yeah, good point. All right. So let's talk about social media, how that can be helpful in careering and what people can do on social media that could be really not helpful. Yes. So I think um, some of this is probably something you can speak to as well. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, a rule of thumb is, you know, if you don't want it broadcasted across, you know, the internet sent to all your tweeted to all your friends and everybody, you know, or, you know, say your headmistress, or you don't want your mom to see it, pause. <laughs> Stop, please, don't do it. <laughs> you so know, is, is, it, is it true that employers will check social media? Yes, I've checked it in recruiting, okay. and I okay. know other people who have as well. Um, I've seen people uh, check social media, and I've also seen people... Um, call down to the receptionist. You know, these are the things that you don't think about. So your social media account, the person you meet when you walk in for that interview, right? Be courteous. Being courteous extends in person as well as on social media, you know? And it really makes a huge difference because there are people uh, in the news, if you know you watch the news feeds, that have lost their jobs because of something they wrote. Sometimes it's been years that they made a particular post, and yes, they may have grown and developed since that particular incident, or maybe it was just said in the heat of the moment. Somebody was upset, and so you wrote something that you know you may not mean, or you may be sorry for, but it's the internet. (laughs) And, you know, there are lots of things that people can find. And that thing you say today can, in many cases, have an impact, you know, a couple years down the road. I've even heard that there are some colleges for particular scholarships or programs, you know, that will assess students and take a look at their social media profile as well. So it starts having an impact even earlier than you know. And if you're, if, you know, say you're seeing something um, in the world of upset, you know, are you bullying someone? So there's so much to consider in the world of social media. The rule of thumb, if you're a teenager And it's not something that you can show to your mom and have her show to her friends. You might want to rethink that. And if you're upset at someone, 
you may not want to respond in a public forum in the moment. Yeah, I would change that to do not. <laughs> exactly. Thank you. Do not do it. Do that. Please. Yes. All right. So I, Tamara, I really am appreciating your time. And before we wind up, I would like to ask you, what takeaways do you have for moms? Do you have two or three? I do. I do. Um, You know, moms are amazing. I'm a huge mama's girl. So I think the thing to, one of the takeaways is to, yes, be gracious be with your team, but also be gracious with yourself going through this journey um, with your teenager, you know, and research shows that career exploration uh, experiences and opportunities, they, it does improve academic performance. It does improve the attitude of young people about their career possibilities, which is really important in this day and age. You know, it's important for motivating and you know, having them feel successful. So as that process gets underway, maybe read the book with them, you know, or read it so you know what they're gonna be coming to you for. And it might give you the opportunity to think about and maybe take a look at and explore your own career history and your own experiences so that you may have something that you never thought you would have to share. Not because you didn't know, but because we're human and sometimes we forget. And the other thing to take away is that it's never too early or too late. Yes, the same goes for your teen, but the same also goes for you. You know, whether you are in a particular position that you want to be in or not, or you're a stay-at-home mom and looking at going back into the workforce. You know, that might be something that you and your team can do together, the process of exploring. It can be a daunting process for teens. And what I've found in research has shown there's a lot of anxiety around um, teenagers trying to figure out what's next for them, whether they're starting out or whether they've been doing this for a while. But there are many resources out there. Um, Always feel free to reach out to me. If there's something I can do to help, I'm always happy to help. You can reach out to me a number of ways um, via my website or, you know, through social media, what have you. I am always here to help. Wonderful. So just to remind you moms that this wonderful pocketbook, Careering, the Pocket Guide to Exploring Your Future Career by Tamara S. Raymond, you can get that on Amazon. And it's a great little book just to give your teen. So some of the stuff that's common sense to you, like we were talking about, is not common sense to your teen. Just like developing your interviewing skills. And so sometimes having it written down is better than you telling them something that they forget. So, um, yes. So just like, like I'm looking at this interviewing skills cheat sheet, wear professional attire. Like we know that, but your team may, you know, just disagree with you and make sure your clothes are clean and unwrinkled. You know this, but does your team groom yourself, comb your hair, really? We know this, but anyway, so it's, it's, it's good for them to read it and you don't have to tell them some of this stuff. So yes. Oh, and, and then I like this one, 
Do not go to your interview hungry or uncomfortably full. So. Yes. <laughs> and that one came from experience. Um, you know, so there are a lot of great little anecdotes there that I think would be um, would be helpful for young people because they're things that I take for granted. And, you know, a lot of that I have actually seen. You know, I have right, seen I, students come in in flip-flops <laughs> for an interview. <laughs> Right. No, I love this. I mean, it, you can tell you've lived this and you've seen this. And so it's very practical. So I will put your contact information um, wherever the podcast is, but let's just go ahead and say it um, right now on the podcast. So can you tell people the name of your website or how they can contact you? Absolutely. So my website is imcleaders.com. That's I am as in Mary, C as in Charlie, leaders.com. And my social media on, let's see, Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, and Facebook, the handle's all the same, at Tamara S. Raymond. I look forward to hearing from you. If there are resources that you think would be helpful, reach out to me. If I have them, I will let you know. I also have an interview guide, a little cheat sheet that I'm making available for uh, Colleen's listeners. So just go ahead um, on my website, imcleaders.com and just reach out to me. You know, let me know that you heard me here and I'm happy to send that to you. Oh, that sounds great. Well, Tamara, I really appreciate your time. I am grateful. I know you're a busy woman and uh, your book just basically came out, right? Um, well, the, there it was updated. So it okay. originally came out in 2017, but there's an updated version uh, based on feedback and tips. So, you know, hearing from teens, oh, what about this? So, you know, that definitely um, uh, is out there for everyone. All right. So we have the new updated version of this book. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, Tamara. Thank you so much. It was such a pleasure. This concludes this week's episode of Power Your Parenting Moms with Teens podcast. If this podcast has been helpful, I would absolutely love it if you could go to Apple Podcasts and give Power Your Parenting Moms with Teens podcast a five-star review. This makes it easier for other moms like you to find the support and encouragement they need. Also, my best-selling and award-winning book, Dial Down the Drama, Reducing Conflict, Reconnecting with Your Teenage Daughter, A Guide from Mothers Everywhere. You can find that and order it online at Amazon and Barnes & Noble. And you can always find other great resources and contact me at ColleenOGrady.com, two L's and two E's. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.